tip. Good afternoon. It is October 10th, 2022. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are we doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Last week, had a lot of excuses coming out of my end, so I made sure this week I was all the way focused. This weekend, I watched so much football. Again, we started on Saturday or on, on Sunday morning, so it was a very full day. Uh, rumor was it was nice outside. I think you decided you were going to go for a hike. I did not. Uh, you know, you kind of coaxed me a little bit, so I opened my sliding glass door. That was as close to the outside as I got, and oh man, it was it was such a fun day. Just sitting down, watching football, ah, just just great. This is the attitude. Of a Patriots fan who's delivered with a win, and not only just a regular win, but a dominant win. This is the this is the attitude of someone who has uh, been been withdraws have have occurred from from all of this. That you just you can't you can't handle it anymore. But the Pats finally get the job done. I I, I actually will give you the minute to okay, just open with all of this because I don't know if we're gonna be able to do this every every week. So I I feel like we kind of gotta make a bigger deal. You can look at every stat in the world. And it's gonna tell you that this offense is something that we defeated and that we shut out. But I'm not buying any of it. I'm sorry. It's it's all weird weird numbers. Numbers and eye tests just don't match up. I thought Belichick was just going to do a master scheme against a weaker quarterback like Goff. I don't think there's teams with these mediocre quarterbacks that are going to beat the defense and the Patriots. And as long as our quarterback play just doesn't lose the game for us, I think we can continue to have sort of good wins like this. Maybe not quite 29 to nothing wins, but there there's something here. I don't think we're the worst team in the world. I look across the league at all these other quarterbacks, and you're like, man, you know what? Every one of them is in the similar situation to us where they don't know if their guy's any good either, and they don't know if they're going to be good this week, next week, or 10 weeks from now. So in some ways, I'm feeling pretty good as a Patriot fan, and I'm going to match the attitude today. So is there anything you want to add about this game right now? I mean, it, it, there's there's a whole lot you can get into. It's 29 to nothing, though. We get, we get the job done. Scored in every quarter. That's, that's great. Yeah, defense looks and- good. Did that with a a rookie quarterback in his first start. I mean, any sort of positive, you know, anytime you have a a backup rookie go in and it just isn't an absolute disaster, it's positive. And he looked fine out there. I don't think he's some sort of a Hall of Fame player. He's not going to, you know, keep Mac from coming back. But he went out there and he was in a prime position. The coaching staff got him right where he needed to, to, to be. Uh, I mean, of course, he handed the ball off a ton, and that worked. And uh, But that, that, was, that was the whole idea. But when he's out there and he was running, and I, I thought he, you know, he looked just, just I, I, I thought it, I, I was happy. I was happy with what, what happened. But I, I agree with you, and it's not that often, you know, this year maybe that we're going to have a, a win, let alone a, a shutout. How, how many teams have even been shut out this year? How many teams – in the history of football have uh, six stops on fourth down. We, we held them 0 for 6 on fourth down. That, 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 that's impressive. That, that's not the little pet you on the head that I've been talking about. That's a, oh, okay. I mean, it's still, it's the Lions. We were at home, but we were, I think, a, a three, maybe three and a half point favorite and, you know, blew that out of the water. You went by four touchdowns. That's a good day. So Detroit's put up a ton of points the last couple of weeks. They've, I think, even with the Williams is probably even leading or close to leading the league in touchdowns at some point, or maybe for just running backs. But they get zero out of this, and I, again, nobody's calling this Detroit team, you know, this offensive threat. This isn't, you know, some like 2004 Rams or anything. This is a, 
this is still golf and, and limited limited to that. But you know, this team over the past couple of weeks, at, at some point, you know, you have to trust the history of the season so far. And there, there's stranger ones, like I say, like the Giants and the Jets kind of got wins this past week. And and you're looking and. At the landscape of everything, it's like, all right, we're not on game two anymore, week two anymore. There, there's, there's, we've played a couple games, we've seen a couple teams, we've seen some good things, we've seen some bad things, and at some point, you're gonna have to start buying into the fact that, you know, the Giants are, are, what are they, four and one now? Is, is that, is that where they're at? Yeah. And, and the Eagles are, are five and zero. Oh, and, and the Cowboys might arguably be better than both of those teams, and they haven't had Dak the last, last couple weeks. It's. Also four and one. Well, I mean, wh- I'm speechless about the NFC East. It feels like this is the dream media scenario where they get to talk about all these teams endlessly, as if they're all Super Bowl champions. And I, I at, at some point, you're going to start buying into it all. You know, they're they're winning games. I'm still not sold on any of them. I actually think Dallas is the most impressive of them all. The Dallas defense is good. Last week, I talked about how Micah Parsons was probably just going to break the offense. In, uh, for the LA Rams and I think I think he did just that I think they did a good job of, of just controlling that they seem very predictable and they get the job done so I'm um, I actually kind of looking forward to this week this matchup coming up uh we'll make it a bolder predictions kind of with our picks going later but uh you know how you know the Cowboys defense is good is that I started them in fantasy against the Rams and the Rams have guys that you are happy and like really happy to have on your fantasy team like Cooper Cup. If you have Cooper Cup, you're like, no, he's he's like my best wide receiver. And usually, if you're starting a defense in fantasy, you want to start it against like the worst offense. Like you don't want him to have anybody that's a, you know a fantasy guy over there. And I I started them and it's like, no, we'll, we'll be good. And it was the first quarter I think that they got the uh, the the strip sack for uh, for a fumble for for a touchdown. So uh, that's definitely something to do, uh, to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, with Dak you know, going to come back at, at some point and Cooper rush is just, I, I would say he's, you know, he's just kind of keeping them alive, but he's, he's four and oh, he, he's doing even better than, than keeping them alive. He's not, he's, he's, he's three, three and oh, I think, I think he may be four and oh all time or whatever, but he's, uh, he's, he's not, he's not ruining it for them. So if you can have uh, an elite defense and you have a, uh, I was going to call it, you know, at least an above average quarterback coming back, you know, that's a, that's a recipe for success. I think there's almost something to be said if you're a team that has a good running game and then you suddenly get stuck with your backup quarterback and you just embrace the running game. It seems like something most teams should be, you know, maybe angling a little bit more to doing when you when you're having really just a struggling quarterback. The Rams are at the disadvantage of not having a very good running game and having a struggling offense right now without having that backup plan. The Cowboys have almost been rewarded with that. Where I feel like this is a strategy they should have gone into the year with, even with a more talented Dak who could probably make a, a little bit more of a threat through the air, but they have a really good running game and they have a really good defense. And this is a way you can win football games against most teams. You're not going to need that Dak extra step play until you're playing another team that has a guy like that. And I don't think the Rams have a guy like that. I'm actually at the point where I've almost bit my tongue about saying, you know, this McVay genius offense has really been figured out. I, I, it's just not working. Like, does it only work when you have you know big names and a ton of money on contracts? You can't, you can't do this with just anyone. And I'm not, I know it's not that just that that simple, but I thought this guy was going to be able to outsmart and outthink and outwork and outproduce and develop talent, but it doesn't really seem like he's developed anything over here. It seems like he's just had a couple of years where they had a bunch of big contracts signed, 
And once those all kind of added up and a couple people left town, it's just not working anymore. So and for me, that that's a scary sign for the Rams because it seems like the one strength that they were supposed to be good at was this offense on top of having Darnold on the other side. And that was supposed to be enough to you know lead to Super Bowls and appearances and playoff success. And now I don't – it feels like the window is closing. So uh, I, I, I actually think this is, this is kind of a red alert over there for that team. A uh, couple other teams uh, under red alert here. Jacksonville, am I just gonna pick them every week and and feel really bad by being like, why why did I do that to myself again? And then looking at it all on paper and be like, you know what? But this makes sense. This this should be wins. Well, why why is my math not adding up every week? Where I'm like, you know what? I I, I see potential in this. Lawrence has looked good, and then he's looked awful the past two weeks. Is it the second I start acknowledging somebody is, is good that just just goes the other direction? Can, how do I get out of this? Help me here. <laughs> I think it had to uh, had to do with Trevor Lawrence just not having a having a great game. You know, it's a it's a younger guy, and you're still trying to figure out is the the, the positives you see is that more how he's going to turn out, or is it the negatives that you see is how more how he's going to turn out. But never good when you lose at home to a winless team, and you can only put up six points. Uh, there was definitely earlier in the year some some optimism, but I think that's definitely kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. You know, and they're going to have a tough matchup this week. It's going to be in division, and I don't like the team they're playing anymore. We'll get to that in our picks, but I, I'm going to feel like I'm going to have to pick them again. Like, I, I'm I'm on the train. I, I can't get off. Like, I just I just ride it out and, and just hope that it, it, it turns around. And I don't I don't feel good about <laughs> it. Hope it doesn't kill a small town. You know, you know what's awful is when, you, when you're so wrong. Like, clearly I've been so wrong the last two weeks especially. Just brutal. Where I, I was confidently feeling good about their picks. I don't know if I put them quite as a lock either week. But I, I, I like what they were doing. I felt like they were feisty. I've seen a couple younger teams stay feisty and stay in games. And I was like, this team's not only feisty, but there's just so much talent. It should add up to just being able to close out some of these wins. And it's just, just bad. Just I mean, you can't, you got to take care of the ball. I, I don't care what Lawrence is trying to do. You can't hold on to the ball that long. You gotta get, you gotta get rid of that. Uh, and yeah, any, two interceptions, not not so good. Any huge red flags stand out for you? I mean, there's there's probably a couple more, but really, it was kind of an unimpressive week of football. There's there's a bunch of messy, sloppy games between just struggling teams. I, I don't think anyone looked flawless beyond just the Patriots and the Bills. We we, we could talk about the the closing of the, the Chargers and Browns and how both teams essentially try to lose and win this game at the same time. <laughs> within a 60-second a span here of, oh, my God, I can't believe this team's going to win. Oh, my God, I can't believe this team's back in the game. Holy crap, are they going to do this? And then it's like, no. It's just like all the back and forth were just like no no, no delivery at the end at all. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because I had the Browns, and I, I thought they were in the game, and then they kind of made some noise at the end, and it was like, you guys don't even deserve to win this game. And then when they miss and all the chaos happens to them, it's it's almost well, – it's almost. Wanna- it's almost the way it should have played out, but if you want to talk about uh, a, a red flag, you know some of the stuff you're talking about. It's a little more. I'm gonna call it you know week to week, but at least you know, you know at worst month to month or the, you know the season. If we want to go back to Thursday, Russell Wilson still does not look good, and I have the uh, the, the trade up as a reminder that the Broncos gave up this year uh, a 2022 fourth round pick. Oh no no the, oh, the, that's what hold on you know it's a it was Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, Denver's first and second rounders in the next two drafts as well as a 2022 fifth rounder. And 
they are on TV a lot, which makes it way worse. If you're playing on the, you know, the one o'clock slate, sometimes, you know, you're not playing so great. I kind of, you know, no one really think about when you're playing on Thursday, everybody is watching on Thursday because there is nothing else. And there, he has been playing in some standalone primetime games and it was just repeatedly, I, I, do you think it's more on him or more on the coach? Well, can we just agree that combination doesn't work? Like, where, where's the proven success rate of these two? Well, I mean, rookie coach, so it's pretty much all what, wasn't he uh, the quarter- on any success. Wasn't he part of the coaching staff, or at least the offensive coordinator, possibly, in Seattle? Oh, I couldn't tell you exactly where he was. I, I, think, I think they have some history there of, 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 of very, or at least, you know what, I, I know this for sure. The play they ran at the end, the very controversial play of which he, he forces it to sign, there's all this debate on, first of all, why didn't you obviously just run the ball? Richard Sherman at the end of the game and is completely yeah. traumatized by it all. But then you look at it all over again, and it's literally the exact same play that Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl picked off. It's that pick play that he read and jumps, and that was where Hamler was open because the other team, unlike Malcolm Butler, didn't didn't recognize the play, didn't see it all. But to me, I, 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 I was more just kind of hurt that they didn't run the ball and then I was hurt even more that Russell Wilson's correction was I'm not even going to look at this pick play anymore I'm just going to focus on some other guy in this play and the, the worst part was Hamler was wide open on that and that that would have that would have worked if he had gone with the same instinct from before but there's just no learning from from something here that that's just you know I don't know if the the, the end of like a, a full house episode needs to happen here where like the lesson needs to kick in one more time. Like, Hey, maybe, maybe we, we need to learn something out of this because this result isn't good. What's going on isn't good. And then the management at the end of the games is, is even more heartbreaking when you're like, we have no business being in this game, but we really could have won this game. And we still didn't win this game. Like it was still right there. They still could have won this game. And they only put up nine points. The other team only puts up 12. This, this is really anyone's game and just a complete, utter embarrassment and an awful waste of time on this past Thursday. I, I mean, I, I've never wanted basketball to come up faster than, than <laughs> Thursday. Thursday was the one where I checked the calendar and was like, all right, how, how many more weeks before? Like, is there preseason on right now? Let me what, – what else is going on? There, there's got to be something on Netflix. You know, there's a new, there's a new documentary. I, I watched that today. I, this is what I wish I had done on Thursday. But uh, oh, I, I don't think it was out yet on, on Thursday. <laughs> I, 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 I could have watched the trailer 10 more times and it, and it would have yeah. been better than watching this game. And of course I, it goes to overtime. I can't reiterate that. I, I feel like I called this right. Like, can I get, can I get some credit on that? Like, was I not at least somewhat ahead of this? I can't remember. Were you more pro Gino Smith or more anti uh, Russell Wilson? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Gino, Gino's got some numbers to really back him up. Gino's got yeah, some where, numbers. Where's this coming from? I, I thought that there was no way. And it's like he had some legit, really nice passes. I, I think that he has an excellent coach that finally has a quarterback that is open to his system and isn't going to challenge everything. And, you know, and gen- generally, when you get two guys that are challenging each other, you do end up with a better product. But I think those two had challenged each other long enough to the point where they're just kind of tired of that same war. You know, they were just, it's my way or your way. And the, the combination of the two was probably the best result, and it just wasn't working. But I think Gino's completely bought into what Pete's trying to accomplish here. And I, and I think, you know, we're, we're maybe overlooking the, the weapons here. The, the, you know, Metcalf, solid, solid receiver. I think most teams would be very happy to have him on your team. I think Lockett is another one. Really, really nice receiver, and I think you'd be happy to have on your team. And he's got some weapons out there. And I think there's this uh, also, 
like trap game kind of feel where they're like, hey, we're we're just facing Geno Smith, and Geno is just taking advantage of a lot of people. I think letting the guard down to somewhat. He's gonna get the a lot of that attention's coming. Like this is the week where suddenly all the eyes are on Geno, and and it's really been impressive the past couple of weeks. So if he's able to keep it up, you know, I'll, I'll buy all in. But so far, it's looked great, and I, and I feel good about that call right there. I, I was all in on that. I, I still had Arizona last, and I had Seattle finishing ahead of them, and, and you thought that was ridiculous. I actually, you know, I'll say it was yeah. even this ridiculous because I don't want this much credit for this one because when you'd ask me, do you even know who their starting quarterback is, I didn't. And you told me Geno Smith, and I said it doesn't even matter because it's going to be Pete Carroll <laughs> and somebody doing what, exactly what Pete Carroll wants to do that he hasn't been able to do, and he's done that. And I, I don't think there are any, like, Super Bowl bound or that we should be given, like, you know, MVP talk for, for Geno Smith or anything quite reckless like that. But hey, here's a team that I feel like made some really good offseason moves at the moment. And they may not have their Super Bowl-bound quarterback, but they certainly do not have a five-year contract with somebody who isn't scoring touchdowns. And I think that's an improvement. So I'll leave it at that. That was definitely a take I had early, earlier in the year and now. This isn't a fun one to be right about. Like, I kind of want Russ. I was really hoping he would just blow up and have a huge game this past Thursday, and he did the complete opposite. So I'm, I'm not buying into that, and I've cautioned everyone to buy into that. I don't know where that goes. That's a lot of money. That's a long time. And I don't know what sort of changes you would make beyond just the coaching and the play calling. But Well, if, you, uh, you know, if, you're, if you're not sure yet, you, know, you still want to you know, really clear out and you know, take, take a real deep dive on it, the, uh, the Broncos are playing again uh, in primetime. They'll be playing on Monday night this week, you know, one week from today. Do you think being the only the only game on is uh, is too much pressure? Just, just can't handle the oh, main a little game? Oh, like Kirk Cousins situation? Like, as soon as he's not the only game, then, like, cool? Huh. <laughs> I, I mean, I like the general idea. I just think, you know, if you're a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, you've, you've been in the playoffs multiple times that the primetime win, you know, this – yes, it's primetime, but, you know, Primetime is a, you know, a notch below playoffs and Super Bowls, so I would think no, but I, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here trying to figure out what's going on. It's not like they don't have weapons over there. They got a bunch of weapons. Is like we're talking fantasy before. Like you can name, you know, the you know guys that are over there, and it, I just don't know how it's not working. Yeah, I I want to talk about one other thing real quick here, and it's specifically just the the Pittsburgh Steelers and the teams decision or just choice of saying you know we don't want to start the rookie the first couple weeks here you know we don't think he's ready and then Trubinsky goes out there and they they stick to him and he's exactly what everyone thought he would be it's not great it's not it's not anything to get thrilled about and suddenly it gets to the point where the competitiveness kicks in and they say you know what let's let's go with the rookie and the very first game they said they wanted to go with the rookie who they said wasn't ready and couldn't handle an NFL game they said you know what let's start him off against the Buffalo Bills this can't this can't go wrong, you know. Not not only is this a very good defense, it's a very good offense. So you know, not only is he going to throw a bunch of turnovers and all that, but he's he's not going to be able to keep up with his offense. Best case scenario, anyway. So I can't believe they're doing that. I can't believe that happened, and it went exactly the way it should. And the worst part is, is this team's now going to face Tampa Bay this following week, another very very good defense and another offense that I think is just gearing to get going. Why? Why? I don't. I don't understand why there was an attitude four weeks ago and that that philosophy just completely gets thrown out the window to do exactly what they didn't want to do. Like they're not protecting this guy at all. You want you want to know how you break a quarterback? You do this. This isn't a sink or swim situation where you put him in the the deepest pool possible with weights on his ankles. This isn't good. I wouldn't do this. I don't understand why we're in this situation. I think it would have been fine if they just threw Trubisky out there one more time. Right? The season is what the season is. It's fine. 
I didn't. I don't think you're gonna suddenly put Pickens in or Pickett or what, whatever the, the Pickens guy's name is, and beat Buffalo this week with with any quarterback on that roster. So this was complete waste, and I, I don't think we learned anything. And I, I kind of feel bad for the guy. Is that is that all wrong? Is that is that a good take, or is that, is that too much? Sympathy? I think you're coddling him. He's he's an NFL quarterback, or he wants to be an NFL quarterback. You know what you're gonna have to do? You're gonna have to play the really good teams, and you're gonna have to figure it out. And well, then why do we do week, Why not week what? one then? Why, why why do we just start week one? Oh, I don't know. Like what changed? I, I, I picked him for for rookie of the year. I was like, he, as soon as possible, get him in there, and let's find out if he's ready to go or not. Well, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes next week. Maybe 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 it's a good turnaround. Maybe he suddenly you know is competitive against Tampa next week. But uh, I I don't doubt it. All right, is there any games you want to recap from this past week? Or are you ready to jump into some picks? I'm ready to jump into some picks. All right, let's get forward because it was kind of a sloppy week. Now I just want to point out that I am still in first place here, and that if uh, you've extended your lead, it's getting uh, it's it's concerning. This is the second week in a row you've I'm... just inched inched ahead. You know the 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 farther in the hole you get, the the more difficult it's going to get for me to out of this i'm gonna have college basketball start soon i'm not telling you you should be putting money on some of these picks but i am you know i am in the 98.8 percentile on espn and i know that sounds like a very very high score but my rank is still like ten thousand something but I, you know what either way that's that's winning picks there's there's some good the good things are happening here uh some not so good things again will be happening this thursday of which we are rewarded or punished i suppose with the Washington Commanders visiting the Chicago Bears. After last week's Thursday, I can successfully say and highly suggest that maybe everyone finds different plans Thursday night. Like, maybe you tune in in the fourth quarter here. I'm sorry, Amazon Prime. I know you, you're you really fighting for the, the advertisement and the push of this becoming a regularity, but, man, this is not a... The regularity is that this game's going to suck again. All right? This is this is not going to be a great game. I I think this may be the game that, uh, that finally... Uh, kicks the can for Ron Rivera and then he's just gonna end up fired but I'm gonna go with Justin Fields and I'm gonna take the Bears at home I don't feel good about that I would not bet on this game I would not watch this game can you recommend anything about this game who are you going with I'm going with the Bears I had the commanders this past weekend and all they needed to do I think they were either at the five or within the five they just needed to score a touchdown and I would win my bet and then on three consecutive plays Wentz tried his darndest to uh, to throw a pick uh, in three kind of different ways. Awesome. And then on the third one, sure enough, yep, he, uh, he threw it to the other team, and I lost. So uh, this is definitely a, a spite pick. Uh, I don't know if you saw today, uh, Ron Rivera was asked, hey, you know, the, uh, the NFC East looking pretty good, except for you. What do you think is different about your team? And he said, quarterback. Okay, <laughs> maybe. But the other guys... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the the general consensus, uh, both in in my apartment and on Twitter. It's like, well, just, well, hold up here, let's look at the uh, you know the other quarterbacks. Uh, wait, hold on, Dak's not playing, so we have uh, Cooper Rush a backup. We have uh, Danny Dimes who is hurt and has not really you know come out as like no no he is you know absolutely the best. I mean, hurts for sure. He seems to absolutely be killing it. Looks like. Uh, you know, ready to go, but I don't think you can really use that as your your, your main excuse. You know, you got to come up with at least a few other ones and then get down to quarterback. But yeah, so he came out and said that today, and that just uh, that that didn't seem good. Well, you you know the, the the Wentz thing is you're flipping a coin. There's there's the good Wentz and the bad Wentz, and 
I don't think saying stuff like that is any way you're going to get the good ones to come back out. I, I think you're just that that was the, that was all the tanking you had to or do you right maybe there. Maybe that was on purpose. I mean, Wentz isn't, isn't like a young guy where it's just like his confidence is gone. Do you think maybe this was a little like, hey, you can't just throw it directly to the other team. You got to at least try to throw it away. Look, I do think there, even even with the struggles of someone like Daniel Jones, I do think there's an advantage to having been in the same organization for some time. I mean, I, I'm sure there's been some different coaching situations, obviously, year in and year out. That doesn't help. But, you know, I, I look at somebody like Tannehill in Tennessee, like that's, there's just a consistency there that I think is just a little bit better than the one-year guy. I mean, look at Indianapolis. They, they How many years in a row are they going to try this? And I feel like Washington is in a similar situation where you can't just keep – like, I, I understand not committing and not drafting maybe, but this the, the idea of having a high expectation of having one-year guys and hoping for the best is, is, isn't really the greatest strategy either. Like, there's, there's a reason all these guys are suddenly available at the end of the end of free agency. So I kind of leave it at that. Uh, I just want to shout out Brian Robinson did play last week, uh, and I think that's the only thing that will catch my attention of this game is possibly seeing him get a little bit more workload than Gibson. And, you know, the Bears defense is solid. I think I actually think the running defense is going to be all right, and this may not be the best game for him to see him shine. But uh, just something to keep your eye on if you're uh, your fantasy out there. You know, this, this may be a good little midseason trade where suddenly he gets a whole bunch of workload on a bad team that is trying to lose, and who knows what that ends up being. Uh, all right, yeah, next game, you're going the Bears, right? This is how, you got your picking, right? Yep, yep, right, Bears. Uh, next game, no London game this week, although the London Magic the past couple weeks has been great. I, I, I still have chosen to get outside during that time frame of the day, knowing that I'm just going to watch football the rest of the entire day. And Both weeks, I, I, I didn't regret it because they, they weren't perfect games, but they did get a little interesting at the end, and I kind of wish I had just gotten back in time to see that. So uh, next London game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure I at least catch the fourth quarter, and I guarantee that one will be a blowout. But uh, anyway, so London game this week. Uh, so next game will be San Francisco at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons have been feisty, but lock and load the San Francisco 49ers, man. I, I don't see anyone beating them. I think that defense is really good. I, I, I just think their defense is really good, and I think their offense is just good enough to win games, and that's all they need to be to beat the, beat the Falcons. And that's, that's, that's just a better team. Uh, who are you going with? I'm sticking with uh, with 49ers. Yeah, think... Oh, actually, since we got the the Falcons here, did you watch the end of the uh, the Falcons Tampa Bay game? Did you see the 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 penalty, the uh, roughing the passer penalty? I did, and my take on you're t- you're talking about the Brady one, right, where he was yeah, quote yeah. unquote slammed to the ground. Yeah. Okay, so there's there's obviously rules in light of of how you're supposed to tackle, and I think they do apply differently to different guys. And if people immediately assume that the, the high state of Brady is, is, you know, protecting, you know, some older guy that has, does all of this. There's probably a little bit of that, but I think there's a lot more to do with, there's different ways to tackle different types of guys. So guys like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, a little bit more of a threat on their feet. I think if you just wrap them up, they're not just going to go down guys like Brady. You just wrap them up. They are going to go down because they have no other threat. This is it. They're, they're throwing in the white flag. They're waving it. That's why you don't need to slam that guy to the ground. The other guys, you do kind of have to slam to the ground because they might get out if you just hug them. They might break the tackle. So I, I think you're, as a defender, there's a confusion in, a, in the definition of that, of how you're supposed to attack each certain guy. But I think that's why the flag is thrown, though, is because I don't know why you had to give it a little extra on that. And it maybe wasn't that much extra. It was just it was just unnecessary. And I don't know how you control that. or you, you, yeah, That's a constant struggle. It's an offensive game. There's never going to be a benefit of the doubt to the defense. And that's just the way it is in the NFL. I'm sorry, but... 
that that's kind of my, my my take on the whole thing. Uh, do you do you agree with that, or do you think that's that's wrong? Oh, I, I thought I thought it was a soft a soft call. I I thought that he just kind of normally tackled him. I don't think because I've seen other ones where you know you really throw a guy to the ground. I thought that one he kind of was rotating when he grabbed him, and so when he continued to rotate, and it was kind of let him go, like. You know, it wasn't like the full, like, I am going to try to, like, rocket you into the ground. <laughs> I think it was, like, the next game. And I think it does go to a little bit what you're saying. Uh, I'm trying to think who it was, where it was, like, hey, oh, I think it, it, was, um, yeah, it was the Sunday night game. It was Lamar Jackson, where it's just, like, he got kind of thrown to the ground a little bit. But I agree with you. Like, hey, you kind of you, you got to do a little more to get those guys down. So uh, I, I thought it was, it was pretty soft. Um, but I also think that just because – you know, it, even if Atlanta had gotten the stop there, it's it's, it's still the Falcons. The, the oh well, that ruined the, ruined the entire game. The Falcons were for sure going to score. Like that was over. It's like well, well, hold on. Falcons are still going to need to put together a, a drive and, and finish this off. So I don't think it was just a, a conclusion that this was over, or that they were going to score too soon, and that Brady wasn't going to just say like, hey, okay, fine, I'll, I'll come score again. Well, let's just say this: if Atlanta did get the opportunity to beat Brady. It'd be the first time they ever beat Brady. He's he's never lost to Atlanta. He's I think eleven and zero now against Atlanta. Well, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So you know, go that ahead, Atlanta. You know, good. if you feel uh, feel like you almost you almost got something on time. All right, next game. Oh, you almost got. It. Uh, are we make picks on that? I got I got the Niners. You got the Niners. Yeah, 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 same. All right, next next game: New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns. This is a trap game. This is a trap game, any way you look at it. There, there's, there's reasons to like this team. There's reasons to not like what's going on here. I think this is again a game where, despite them having a very good running game, and I think I'm okay with saying that Chubb, I'm alright with saying Chubb might be the best running back in in the league at this point. I, I Saquon might have has quite the argument here, but I, I just think Chubb has been week in and week out, very, very consistent, and just he hand him the ball and he gets yards. It's what a running back supposed to do. All that being said, I still think Belichick is going to be able to out-scheme a in-superior quarterback in Brissett. He has limitations. He's struggled some points of these games. I think they've lost some games because of him. He's made some plays. He's taken some chances. I think we're going to be able to take advantage of those plays and chances. And I'm rolling with the Patriots, man. Let's let's play some defense. Hopefully we can put up some points. That's the only thing I'm scared of is if we suddenly fall behind and this team is able to just run the ball on us. And even with our good defense, they're going to run the ball. So I'm rolling with the Pats. I imagine you're going to be doing the same. I can't imagine you rooting for Cleveland. Uh, I will also be going with the uh, with the New England Patriots on the road. We have had much less success on the uh, on the road, but a lot of the things that you're you're saying, uh, I we got to score you first. It's a trap game. Who who you're saying it's a trap game for Cleveland or it's a trap game for us? I think it's a trap game for both of us. Honestly, I think for both uh, teams. Okay, and if you if you could have your way, who would you want to start at quarterback for the Patriots? Zappy. You want okay, so you're throw I'm, Mac away. I'm not right th- to the track. I'm not throwing Mac away. I just don't see any reason to rush him back. Okay, so you're thinking it's not a this is Zappy's team now. It's a well, don't rush him back. His ankle still hurt. I, Have a hundred percent Zappy rather than a fifty percent. Uh, Mac Jones. Rather than a 90% Mac Jones. Until he's a 100%, there's no reason that playing can play hurt out there. Because the other thing is, I don't think Zappi's done anything spectacular enough to say he's suddenly his his job here. 
The other thing I will say, though, is if we're better off with a, you know, it's kind of a game-managing quarterback, which is what Zappy is right now and what we were trying to get out of Mac Jones, then we just roll with it. I'm not saying, like, you know, the, the Dallas situation is happening to us right now and that, you know, we're about to go 3-0 and or anything like that. But if we do go 3-0, hey, man, we're 3-0 we're three, we're three and with this guy. This is, these are wins. These are wins I'm not sure we would have got with week one Mac. And I don't Whoa. know. I don't know why. Oh, not 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 three and zero. All right, and Dallas. Oh, oh! I thought you said that we were three and zero with Zappy. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, with Dallas, I'm saying has has a quarterback, oh, with a backup gotcha, guy. Oh, that there. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, they've, okay. they've won three. They've gone three and zero with him. I'm not saying Zappy's right, about well, to go three and zero. You know, a, a third of the way there. I what we? I mean, what if that happens? You know, I'm 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 just saying I'm not. I'm just gonna let this ride out until Mac is a hundred percent. I mean, look, if Valachek wants to make the call on, on letting Matt come back immediately, then that's his call, and I'm not going to second-guess it. But I think he's going to be doing, thinking what I'm thinking right now. We, this is a season where we just learn what we got. And what if we have something here? Even just to figure it out, almost like we did uh, before, uh, you know, just trade pieces. Yeah, and I think Mac won't lose a ton of value if, we, if he doesn't play this week and he plays the next week. I'm all for it. All right, so that, that's where we're going to that. All right, next game, man, this one, this is another one where this is a trap game. Uh, also, just point out that the Patriots and Browns are both two and three and kind of a, kind of a big week here. This is, this is you know, three and three is very different than two and four. Uh, all right, next game, New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay put, put together a hell of a show over there in London with their home fan base really representing proudly but they were you could hear them chanting on the on the tv i was impressed but with all that said it was new york jets ended up with a win last week over a very dominant performance for just a i I, i'm so cursed with the miami i can't even get it out and say talk about on this podcast my fantasy life was just completely (laughs) tragedy this past couple weeks between losing javante and then (laughs) the past week i played Tua who gets concussed and ends up with 1.6 points in this past week. It's, you know what? Plug in Teddy Bridgewater, who gets knocked out of the game on his first play and ends with zero points. So, bravo, Jets. You you not only won, but you, you had to rub it in even more. But even with the wins, they're 3-2. and two. Packers 3-2. and two. Packers have looked real sloppy. Kind of feel a little feisty with the Jets. I'm still rolling with Green Bay at home. I don't want to. I really want to pick the Jets. It just seems silly to, to do that, though. This seems like a game where Rodgers is just going to be good enough. He may win this 12-9, to but it'll be good enough. Uh, who are you going with? I am going with the Green Bay Packers. I am not on the Zach Wilson bandwagon quite yet. Yes, they did win last week, but like you said, your quarterback gets knocked out right at the beginning, and it's already your backup quarterbacks, and they're going to basically your third-string guy, and that's just, that's just a mess. I, I think the Jets lucked out in that situation. Uh, question for you. The NFL comes in, says, hey, you know what? We messed up. We got to come up with new protocols between them and uh, the Players Association. And the first team that, you know, it, it kind of comes uh, comes to is also the Dolphins. Do uh, you have any, any thoughts on that? Oh, the new concussion protocol? Yeah. All right, to my understanding, and I am not an expert or a doctor on this. Maybe you could confirm some of it. But to my understanding, there was a procedure in place of which one doctor – I believe it was the team doctor would do some examining and some tests and these tests were kind of mental arithmetic I, I will say and a much more factoring in on the mental aspect of 
you took a test essentially saying, you know, two plus two is four, and then you maybe spelled out some stuff or, you know, some sort of memorization. I don't know what the, the tests are and the terminology of it all, but I imagine uh, that that was somewhat kind of the old joke in high school of what you do really poorly on a test, and then later when you had a concussion, you would match very similar results because you would do poorly on it again because you may or maybe actually have a concussion. Uh, all that being said, from my understanding with the new edition of this year is that they're now examining a little bit more physical reactions, more of kind of like a sobriety test type stuff of are you you know imbalanced? Are you having difficulties with general physical procedures? And to my understanding, that's what he that's what kind of red flag to because we all saw those. And they're like, well, why are we why do we have an exam situation where we're not even looking into these sort of symptoms? And I think we're looking into those symptoms now, and I think it's for the best. It's ironic that it happened back to this team. But Bridgewater also has a history of concussions, and I, I think I think this is kind of the right thing to do. Like, hey, man, you got banged up. You've, you've, this has happened this year. On this time, there's a record of it, and these are just the ones we have records of. I think there's tons of concussions that probably go unrecorded. And this is this is what we want to happen, right? This is this is a health concern. Now it completely sabotages their team as well as sabotage my fantasy week and I'm still I'm still on the side that this was the right thing to do. I I think that they're going to be extra cautious and for for this one, so you, you know, I I didn't see uh see that play um just what wasn't wasn't on red zone um but I think that there's going to either going to be a more prime time game maybe we'll say where it's not the to a situation where it's just like oh no that doesn't look good uh it's going to be more of a i don't know it didn't look like he you know really got hit you know that hard and you know he popped up pretty quick what were we doing here and i i think that uh i wouldn't be surprised if this is something that goes on for the next month or so and then november december all of a sudden we're kind of right back to the, the status quo of Hey, if he wants to play, yeah, we got checked out. Okay, yeah, no, it seems to be good to go. Send him back in. I I think this is something everyone just needs to get used to. I don't think it goes away. I think it's just the way football is going to be, and this is just the safest way to go about it. I mean, you want you got another idea? You got a better plan? You 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 know you want to sign, you know, contracts risking a little bit more? <laughs> that I th- I feel like sure if that we could get to there. If that's really that important to you, we we can get there, but. As far as I know, I'm trusting what I've been told scientifically that this is an unhealthy thing that puts you at risk, especially long-term. Everything feels so like unaffected short-term, and the long-term effects could really, really add up. So that's where, that's where we're at. I, I, I have anyone could be so upset about all of this. I don't think you understand how your quarterback is your highest-scoring player on your fantasy team, and I got zero points out of him. I've gotten two points basically out of the last two weeks. Two, two weeks I probably should have had 40 points. I got two. It's not enough. No, it's not no, enough points. It's not a whole lot to go. You know what's crazy is I did win in one league. In one league, even with the zero, I put up 120 points, and that should credit just how good the rest of the team showed up. But yeah, it really showed up. You know, next man of mentality. Uh, all Great right, team so you got there. next next game here. This is the trap game. This is another game I would not bet on. I would not watch this game. I'm not going to be shocked by any result that happens in this. I, there's not going to be any storyline that's going to draw your attention to this one. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts, the mediocrity meets mediocrity of, of football. I, I have no, I have nothing exciting to say about this. I wish I could just predict a tie, but unfortunately the app does make you pick a winner despite both of these teams being potential big-time losers. 
I'm going with the Annapolis Colts. I don't feel good about it. I'm only doing it because I have gotten burned by Jacksonville the last couple weeks. I have also been burned by the Annapolis Colts of recent, but I feel I just can't trust in Lawrence after him just not taking care of the ball last couple weeks. Like he's just just bad turnovers, multiple turnovers all over the place. And I, I don't know how they're going to stop that. It seems like a problem. It happened two weeks in a row. It should have been corrected last week, and it wasn't. Red flags all over for me, but I don't see a dominant performance on Indy, but I, I got to pick someone. So I'm going with Indy. Who are you going with? I'm going with the Colts because they're at home. But I agree with you that I, I don't see this one being on red zone very often. No, no. You're gonna, this game's going to end, and you're going to be like, that game was on? <laughs> what happened in it? Uh, all right, next game. Yeah, it's like a 13-6 to 6 game or something. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're gonna, it's going to be a, just a couple field goal highlights. Uh, all right, uh, next game, Minneapolis, Minnesota Vikings at the Miami Dolphins. I don't know who's going to be the Dolphins quarterback. All that being said, I think if it is Bridgewater, they can win. If it's Tua, they can win. If it's someone else, I don't know that they can win. So I want to pick Miami because of those reasons exactly. I think it's somewhat likely that Bridgewater will play, but with everything that of recent that's happened, specifically within this organization, I don't feel very good about confirming that. So unless Bridgewater does play, I'm going to go with Minnesota. But if he does play, I'm going I'm to switch it to Miami. So I don't know if you want to hinge your pick on something like that, but it does seem a little risky to make a pick without knowing who the team's quarterback is going to be. Uh, so who you got? I'm going with the Vikings. Uh, it is a 1 o'clock game, and uh, last I checked, 1 o'clock is not prime time, and they still have Kirk Cousins out there. And I also agree with all the things that you said. Uh, we don't really know who the quarterback's going to be, but my best guess is that mm, it's not Bridgewater and then it's not Tua. So third-string quarterback going, uh, you know, even at home. Uh, and we're getting a little – you know, now we're getting to October. So I don't know exactly what the temperature is in Florida, but it's no longer – the immediate September, it is way hotter. Uh, I gotta imagine that the temperature is, you know, cool. Maybe just 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 a tinge, so the uh, they don't have that advantage anymore. I imagine Minnesota is gonna enjoy the weather. If anything, this this will be welcomed. A nice, comfortable, little bit warmer weather. All right, next game: Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints. I don't know who the Saints quarterback is gonna be, but apparently, just give the ball to Taysom Hill that make things happen. On the other side, Joe Burrow is. Been a roller coaster ride of a season. I I I, I want to like this team. I I see glimpses of this team looking really good, but there's times where I don't understand how they're losing certain games. They're two and three at this point. New Orleans, who's also looked really bad this whole whole year, is also two and three. So yeah, at some point you got to start trusting the records of these and, and stop saying you know we've seen this, we know this will happen, and all this will you know come together at some point. Uh, all that being said, I just still don't have enough to pick New Orleans. I I, I feel like they they could easily be just as good as Cincinnati. But I, I I like a little bit more things about the the Bengals and at some point I'm I'm gonna have to admit that the, the things I like about the Bengals might actually not lead to victories so <laughs> I don't know this may be an overcalculation next week we'll we'll have to see who are you going with this week I am going with the Saints uh, I think Taysom Hill stole the uh, stole the show a little bit but I think Kamara played much better than than he has and I think if I don't know, maybe he was dinged up or what exactly was going on. But if he can, if he can play better, you know, still playing at home, you know, in in the uh, in the in the dome. And I, I agree with you on that. I don't think Cincinnati has quite got it all figured out yet. So uh, I thought this might be a uh, uh, one of those picks that I could I could make up some ground. So that's why I'm going with the Saints. All right, next game: Baltimore Ravens at the New York Jets. I looked at this one real long time. I thought Lamar was a little inaccurate this past week. 
I mean, they're still. I mean, he's still so electric. Like even when he misses passes, it's it's still incredible what he's able to do on the run and the threat of it all and the, the fake options and 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 all of that. And the Giants are four and one. I I don't think they're real. I'm not buying into it. I I'm getting big vibes of Pittsburgh Steelers going nine and zero or whatever like a, a season ago and and then suddenly losing like their last six games. But there's some point, like I said, you got to start trusting the schedule of, of a team that has a lot of victories. And it's not easy to get a whole lot of victories. There's a ton of teams all over the place this year. I'm still going with Baltimore. I can't I can't do it. I can't bet on Daniel Jones. How is Daniel Jones going to beat Lamar Jackson? There's no way you're picking it either, right? You you can't even the Duke commitment in you will not will not pick Daniel Jones. <laughs> It doesn't cross over to, to, to football. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, a uh, couple more plays yesterday, and that, that, that game's a, a blowout. It's not even close. Uh, still, I don't, I don't, I don't trust that, that Giants record. You know, win at the Titans. They beat the Panthers. Everybody's beating the Panthers. And then they, they beat the Bears by a one-score game. I, I think there's going to be some sort of – I'm looking at their schedule to actually – don't have to play a ton of tough teams. No, so their schedule is awesome. This might continue, but but yeah. So I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Ravens uh, with Lamar and with uh, with Tucker, dude. That uh that game-winning field goal and Tucker does this all the time. It is directly down the middle and it doesn't have like any wiggle. It like not like it just finishes down the middle. It just starts and ends. There's not even a ooh I don't know. It's just like money. Just oh, it, it's crazy to watch. It's a free throw. It's a it's a free throw. It's up and through through the net and in. I nice think it's and clean. better than a free throw at this point. No, but I, well, the, what you just described though, the routine of it, and, and the, that the ball just flicks off the hand, and the rotation's nice on it. You know, you can see, it, and then it hits the net and swishes. That that's kind of what I'm getting out of you saying it's struck and it goes nice and straight and it doesn't curve. It doesn't feel rushed. It's it's very balanced and it just seems like he has complete control over where that ball's going, which is really hard to do, especially from that distance. Okay. You see guys struggle with it all the time, and for whatever reason, I I, I don't say for whatever reason. It's clearly his skill and his worth work ethic that it's it's just different for him. Huge advantage for them. I can't imagine. Like that's... I wanted to argue. I was hearing it on the on the broadcast, and I've been hearing it today. Just like immediately saying like, "Oh, best kicker." It was like, "Well, hold on, hold on." What about uh, you know Adam Vinatieri won a couple, and it's like, ah, no. Like you see like the the, the stats you look at, it's like, wow, you know, in the like I think it's a. It was. I think it was even. It was like in the last two minutes in overtime. He's like eleven for eleven, and maybe it was like the fourth. It was like forty. It was the numbers were just crazy, of like zero misses, not even one. I'm not taking anything away from you. I agree with with all that on a skill set. There's certainly an advantage, especially from distance and especially end of games. But you know, Vinatieri, these are Super Bowl wins. These are playoff victories. These are these are games. You know, I'm not taking away anything from these regular seasons, but it's not the same value just just leave it at that all right next next game uh tampa bay buccaneers at the pittsburgh steelers i mentioned some of the horrors of the pittsburgh steelers decision making this past week of throwing in the rookie quarterback after saying we wanted to protect this guy and save him and make sure he's ready he's gonna get eaten alive by tampa again this is gonna be rough this is gonna be ugly tampa's gonna totally get on schedule i am predicting huge game for tom multiple touchdowns i'm giving godwin one i'm giving evans one and I'll give Fournette too. How does that sound? Big game for wow. Tampa. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it's gonna get ugly early. I, this, this is gonna be one. Of, this is gonna be Tomlin's worst loss of his career. 
Uh, who you well, got? that goes right in with what I'm thinking because this is my lock of the week. I got back on track last week picking uh, Buffalo, and that was an easy one. And, uh, you know, I think there's my pick on the Steelers for a little bit before I uh, get cocky and try to go for some harder ones. But, you know, I, I, I got to get back on track. I started it last week, and so if I can get a little momentum, I'll uh, I'll get a little riskier. But for right now, yeah, Tampa Bay lock of the week. That's a nice lock. Good old good old safe lock. No no problems there. I that's a good game to pick a lock. What I will say is this next game is not a good game to pick a lock on at all. Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Rams. Inconsistency all over the place here. The Rams should be able to win this game. If the Rams don't win this game. And I have to suddenly hear the hopeful Baker fans say, hey, we did something here. We beat a good team. It's like, no, you didn't. Because neither of these teams are good. Neither of these teams should be proud of the weight of beating either one of these teams. But I'm still going with the, the Rams. Baker's not good enough. Oh, Baker's hurt. Baker's out at least two weeks. Is it going to be Darnold uh, then? I haven't heard if it's going to be Darnold or not. I think I heard it was going to be uh, P.J. Walker. Because I don't think Darnold's ready yet. Not that Darnold and, is going to walk. Gonna be a new, it's going to be a new coach. Yeah, I'm not. I'm staying away. That, that rule, first first uh, coach fired. So I wanted to, uh, my, my initial thought was going to make this one the uh, the lock of the week. But I don't know. Every once in a while, in, I keep thinking the Rams are good every time. I'm like, no, the Rams are good. Like you said, we got to start looking at records here. And every once in a while when a coach leaves, all of a sudden the, the players are thrilled to have somebody else or something happens, and I don't know how with a third-string quarterback this is going to work. But it was just like, you know what? Let me let me go with Tom. I trust Tom. We've had a good relationship for a long time. Let me not get you know down down the weeds here. Look, you know what? I wouldn't be upset with if suddenly they said, you know what? We don't have much of a game plan. We don't have a quarterback, but we got Christian McCaffrey. What, let's just throw out everything. It's it's going him every single time. We're just going to work him until we got nothing left, and let's just. Commit to that because there's nothing else we can get ready with before before this game coming up here. I would be totally for that, and I would love to see maybe a McCaffrey-dominant game and he's able to just single-handedly take on the Rams. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not predicting for it to happen, but I am hopeful that it will happen for fantasy rights and just the hell of giving McVay crap a little bit more. I, I just want to see their offense struggle. The Rams could win, but I hope they don't get any touchdowns. Is that is that wrong? Is that is that, is that how picks work? <laughs> uh, all right, ne- next game, uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is a gimme. I want to. I wanted to say it was the lock of the week, but I'm not going to say it's the lock of the week because this division is very untrustworthy. This could be all over the place here. But I'm. I'm going with Geno. This is. A, this is the first time I'm really going to go in confidently with Geno, and I, I really shouldn't. But I feel like I've committed to C- Seattle over Arizona, and I'd be kind of going against my own self if I if I didn't go with it this week. This is. This is where the separation is. Both these teams are two and three. They're going to play each other. This is going to decide exactly what I was predicting here. So I predicted Seattle. I kind of got to go with Seattle. So you're going to disagree with me? I'm going to disagree with you. I am going to go with the Cardinals. I uh, just sure hope that Kyler Murray has got, got some magic. And, oh, man, how much longer before uh, Hopkins gets back? Because I think they'll be helpful. I actually think they've they've weathered the storm a lot better than I thought they were. Two and three, if they're able to pull this off, they're three and three. That's It's not great. But I think when Hopkins comes back, I think it was six games. So I want to say one more week, and then he's back. But we're we're getting there, and they're is they pull it off this week. Like I said, three and three. But if they don't, they're two and four, and that's almost must win next week to kind of save the season to some degree. You don't want to fall into that much of a hole, especially in a division. This is a game right here too, where you could fall behind in the division, where you give Seattle the same odds you got right now, where they suddenly become uh, three and three as well. Uh, I'm rolling with Seattle though. I feel good with Gino at home. I'm. 
I'm not I'm not in love with what uh, Arizona's been doing. I think I've expressed that enough. Uh, I keep I just it was that Kyler Murray uh, crazy game, and I just keep seeing that and not all the other struggles. And just like, oh well, he should just do that, and he just runs around, and sooner or later he'll make something happen. But yeah, I think almost like the Rams, I just I keep getting tricked by him. All right, next game is my lock of the week. It's the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Lock and load Kansas City. Just check it in. Ooh, sight unseen after tonight. Wow. Uh, un, just just lock it in. It's not going to matter. I guarantee they have just been so excited for this game. They, they've they've watched every single Josh Allen highlight. They've watched every Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, Singletary touchdown. They've seen it all. Andy Reid's been playing that in the locker room. I guarantee that this is going to be a personal game. They're going to want to put up some points on this excellent defense in Buffalo. I think we're going to see an awesome game. Sunday night games have not been great. Past game was not fantastic, but I think we're finally going to get delivered with a playoff atmosphere oh, game. This isn't Sunday night. Oh, Sunday uh, afternoon. Sunday yeah. afternoon hasn't been fantastic either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do. We I do think we will still get a, a good Sunday night game. But uh, who do you have in the in this game here? I got the Chiefs as the lock of the week. Well, I'm going against your lock of the week. I'm going with the Bills. They sure look good. I mean, no, just against the Steelers, but. I think that they're uh, they they got the Chiefs number. Well, we'll see how the Chiefs do tonight against the against the Raiders. But Bills are already four and one. Chiefs just hoping to be four and one. But yeah, really like uh, you know as the season's going along, we've been kind of whining a little bit about like oh look at the Thursday night game and look at this game of you know should be two four and one teams going at it. So two cream of the crop AFC teams and that should be that should be fun. Well, I I think you're much more just being rewarded with two teams with two qualified quarterbacks, especially arguably top three guys. There's three guys that are on tier, and then there's a really big drop-off. And no, I'm not arguing for anyone else at four that could be part of this top three. All right, there's Lamar, there's Mahomes, and then there's Josh Allen. That's it. Everyone's else out, and they're on another tier, and it, it's basically the same tier between the, the guy in, in uh, the Chargers and, and Kirk Cousins. They're all the same field for me at this point. I don't think anyone's that much better. The only one that could probably climb up a little bit is the next guy we're going to talk about in the following game here with Dallas Cowboys at Philly, where Hurts, and Her- they're 5-0, they're and oh, and he has honestly answered everything I didn't think he could do. Like he, they're, they're playing a good offense. A.J. Brown looks great. They're suddenly you know, doing some stuff with Miles Sanders, who's you know kind of been everyone's radar, but never really been a threat or anyone to be, anything to be excited about. But they're 5-0. and oh. They're facing a Dallas team that's 4-1, and one, and I, I like the defense on Dallas. I think Dallas has one of the best defenses in the league. And I think they got a hell of a pass rush with both Parsons there. But uh, this is a showdown here. I think this is a really big game where we're going to learn a lot about both of these teams. I, I actually think this is a, a great scale of, of seeing how this NFC East is going to play out going forward. All that being said, I I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Dallas on the road. I feel crazy for doing this, but I'm I'm kind of feeling Philly's wins maybe are a little bit similar to as you said at the Giants wins as well, but they're not they're not perfect, and I'm I'm not sold on it. Uh, are you sold on it though? Are you going to go with Philly? I'm going with Philly. I'm going going with Hurts. Uh, I like what I see. I, I will be interested as the you know, little bit more difficult of an opponent is the hey we jump on them in the first half and then you might might let off in the second half. Is that just a hey you know just kind of let our guard down like like we got them or is there like an actual issue there? I I think it is. Uh like a Hollywood script writer that has just enforced this coach to coach in this uh, strategy. It, it's just for ratings. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, it's a, it's a really big conspiracy here. Yeah, you know, they're, they're well. Gonna, this would be the night to get the ratings. They're against uh, they're, the Cowboys Sunday Night TV. This this is like one of the biggest games of the, of the year. I gotta imagine ratings wise. They're not hoping for a Super Bowl, but they are gonna be up for an Academy Award. It, it's it'll be good. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, very specific. All right. No, it's, it's gonna be. <laughs> this, this is gonna be. I hope we get a good game out of this. I this I I have said multiple times over the past years that every time I watch these games they're always talked up because this is the one of the divisions that the whole country for whatever reason cares about and argues over endlessly saying every one of these teams is always going to be competing for a Super Bowl and finally this may be the year where potentially at least at this point in the season I think it's fair to say both of these teams have been pretty good throughout the year and Dallas it could be even better and I think Philly could also be even better but this is going to be a fun hopefully showdown game we get to see the best out of both of them and again, hopefully see two good teams play one another. Uh, I don't think it'll be quite as entertaining as Buffalo-Kansas City, but there's a lot on the line here. I think both these teams really want to win. This is this is an inner division here. Division so. game. Um, Yeah, all right. Well, I got the lock of the week earlier. That's going to be a fun one. So we went against each other on a lot of these picks. This is going to be a big deciding week. You you might make up some ground here, or I may, you know, dare I say, take, take a little I, bit bigger lead. I, I think I was counting, and I think that there were uh, – three games that we were different on there's a this is the first week with with buys and uh, i think I'm gonna, we're gonna be tied i think that's just that that makes the most sense to me well i won't be behind i suppose i can give up three here oh hold on actually there, there's one more game the monday night game oh uh yeah sorry i i, I kind of forgot I think we're on the, on the same page on this one but yeah there's one more game yeah i forgot i forgot about this one uh all right denver broncos at the los angeles chargers this could be a home game for denver I, I I just these are not faithful teams here. All right, you, the second you put a little bit of faith on either of these teams, they just break your heart. This is this is like hoping for the, the the Browns to close out a game. I I can't believe the Chargers tried to lose the game and then the Browns tried to lose the game even more. But I think we're gonna get, we're gonna get a similar ending to this one. Let me let me ask you this. I have hated on Russell now for an entire podcast and probably an entire couple of months at this point, and now. Is there any chance of him actually turning this around? Like, can this be the week he does it? Because I'm rolling with the Chargers. I just can't see it happening. Or do you think it's going to happen? It's just going to be when you least expect it. Well, I'm I'm ready now. I'm I'm ready to least expect it. It's, it feels essential now. So, this, this so, feels so like then this, then it's not going to happen. This feels like a game where if he suddenly has a big game, and I I really don't think the Chargers are that good, but they could at least be blown up into saying like he is able to outduel an offensive powerhouse in the Chargers, which have been far from that. I don't think there's that much I, value to gain out of this, even if they do pull the win, but I, I can't imagine them doing it. But are you going with them? No, I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Chargers. I, I just, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but something, I, like I said, I don't know if it's the, if it's the coach or if it's him or what, but it, it's, it's not working. It's not working. And it's very uh, unusual. I really don't want to go back and listen to the preseason because I got to imagine we said some really nice things about him and the Broncos about how good they were going to be, but yeah, we were we were we were very wrong. Uh, no, I'll run back the tape. I was not big on Denver. Nope, I'll run it back. Oh, okay. No, no problem. Feel, feeling good there. Uh, we don't need to, to, to get into a physical altercation about it. We can we can have an open disagreement and and still work together on like. You didn't didn't you say that was going to be the best the best conference or the best division? I thought they were going to put up a lot more points than that. That being said, okay. I thought every team in the NFL was going to put up a lot of points. Like every team's offense has struggled this entire year. 
beyond Detroit, Detroit is the only one where it's like, I don't know how these guys are putting up. Detroit and Seattle have put up a ton of points, but it didn't lead to victories. And then you have other teams that are barely putting up any points and getting a whole lot of wins. It's it's a season all over the place here. I, I just thought, I thought that there was going to be a lot more scoring across the board. I thought we had given up on defenses in the NFL and that it was finally that we were saying it's an offensive league. Here's the crown. This is the way the league's going to be. And it's been almost the complete opposite. It's been a lot of kicking battles and ugly games and just, I don't know. So, yeah, I was wrong about that. Maybe there's uh, maybe there's problems like in the locker room, maybe there's problems like in the locker room, like between teammates. Well, I was more just trying to transition into the Draymond Green situation of which him and Jordan Poole get in an altercation. It is leaked that Draymond is going to Is that be... what you call it? I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. It was reported it was an altercation, and then then you could call it what you want to call it once the video leaks. I I do think that changes the this changes it a little bit. Now with all this being said, Draymond ends up the video comes out and he does he does aggressively punch Pool in this, and it's completely unprofessional and it's 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 not deserving and it and it looks like a dangerous work atmosphere and then a guy that you might not be able to trust again. And I just want to point out that in sports that there are fights at practice. That this happens, maybe not all the time, but it does happen, and it is something teams are able to overcome. Now, everyone keeps looking at it being like, it really wasn't a fight. It was one guy just came up and swung at him. And it's like, yeah, that's that's exactly how fights start. You think fights start in pickup basketball where they're saying like, hey, let's set up a boxing ring. When you're ready and you're ready, we'll have one guy hit a ring a bell, and, and, that's, and then we'll fight. No, fights just break out like that. It, it's it's the heat of the moment. Otherwise, you wouldn't want to get into a physical altercation of it. It all happens just like that. It, it doesn't make sense. Your mind's not not going to justify anything. It's it's the heat of the moment, and that's, that's kind of what it looks like. I also want to say that's what it looks like with professional athletes hit one another. All right, This isn't just me or you swinging a punch here. This is a huge human being in Draymond Green swinging a big hand that's really strong and hitting a guy who's also a professional athlete but isn't nearly the size of Draymond and doesn't nearly have the same strength. And that's what it looks like when a guy like that hits a guy like that. All right, So I think it's been blown up a little bit too much. I agree that we, that we don't need this and that we should correct this and that there's probably a ton of issues with the leaking of it that I think are mostly just the, the rough edges around Draymond that he's obviously upset someone enough that they truly wanted to hurt him. Because there's nothing to gain out of this for anybody. This is just detrimental to Draymond Green and the Warriors by leaking the video. Now, you're going to disagree with all this, aren't you? Because you, you think this punch is a huge deal. This is a huge deal. I don't get how there's all this talk with the, the server situation, with the email situation, and just in general of, you know, hey, you have to respect people in the workplace. You can't be hitting on women, making them uncomfortable. You, you can't punch people in the face. <laughs> this is, you know, to me, is a jump above. And, you know, a good uh, rhetoric, you know, rhetoric to that would be like, hey, well, you know what? In these situations, this was multiple times. Well, you know what? Draymond Green has done this multiple times. I'm trying to look up the number of times he's been, uh, games he's been suspended, and I, I can't quite find it. You're saying, oh, well, you know, these are athletes. So, you know, that's what it looks like when a, when a big guy hits, you know, another athlete. No, it's not. One, I've seen a bunch of, I, I'd say a bunch, there really aren't even that many NBA fights between opponents these days. And you know what most of it is? It's one big haymaker, try to hit somebody, you miss, and then it's a bunch of just, you know, maybe bumping chests and, you know, hold me back. Poole was for sure not expecting this, probably because Draymond's his teammate. And, you know, like, hey, we're at practice. We're messing around and no idea what he said. 
I was I was shocked that it seems like there's been uh, no one is looking to really have Draymond Green have accountability. Like, ah, well, you know, he, he was probably really upset because you know Jordan Poole is going to make more money than him, and and it's pivoted very quickly to, oh well, we really got to find out what guy that's you know covering the you know the game film that is entry level that that leaked it out to get get a payday and not hey this happened it doesn't matter who videoed it why it was videoed the video is out now and you were saying oh what'd you expect to see what'd you expect to see this seemed to me uh you know kind of like the uh, uh the, the the ray rice situation where it's like ah domestic violence you can hear about that all the time like ah you know it, it's never good but you see the video it's like oh Oh yeah, that is not good. That's that's what I got out of, out of this video of oh there there's an altercation. Uh, yeah, like you said, I, I've, I've played sports, you know, I've played pickup, and you know, it, altercation that you know that can mean a lot of things. And you know, all right, you know, it was probably a hard foul, and you know, one guy took a you know exception to it, and you know, there there's some pushing and shoving. It was like no, <laughs> Draymond moseyed on over and then just clocked him in the face. Uh, the only thing I can think of that that's similar to this uh, recently was uh, Bobby Portis uh, breaking uh, Miritich. He did break Miritich's jaw, right? Miritich was definitely hurt. He broke his nose, I think. It, it, I, I, couldn't, I don't remember his jaw. Or no, I just remember that Miritich was definitely hurt because it was before the season started, and I remember like there were fantasy implications of, like, well, don't draft this guy because he, he's not going to play for a while. Uh, Bobby Portis in that situation was suspended for, uh, for eight games. Now Draymond comes out. He does do a uh, a traditional uh, press um, conference. Uh, it was interesting because he does have his own podcast. There has been times where he's not done the the typical press conference, saying, "Well, why am I going to give you guys the opportunity? I'm going to do this on my own, my own time. I'm going to get my sponsor so I get paid." Uh, so it did not go that way. And uh, I think it was the next day uh, said. He it was kind of mutual. He and the Warriors were kind of stepping away uh, in that press conference. He did uh, kind of subtly put out there that the video was leaked with no audio, which seems like kind of like, oh, well, you know, if the audio was there, you know, things would be different. So uh, I how long how long do you think how long do you want him to be suspended for? And or how long do you think he'll actually be suspended for? Uh it's it's so hard to scale the the suspension because there isn't a scale of of saying all right you look at the I, he does this you do this and the punishment is this like there there isn't a, an equation here that that truly justifies the amount of games i personally don't think it should be more than 10 games i could see the team enhancing that a bit just maybe giving him even more rest but this team's really good. Well, that's what's interesting is that this seems very much to be like um, an internal situation, similar to the the Ime situation that it has the the league has not come down and said like we're going to take over this. Like the Celtics have said, hey, we are going to suspend Ime for the year, and this seems very much like the league isn't getting involved to this point. Uh, I don't know. It, this one, it's almost a little different because it's it's two players, so it seems like. I don't know when they would get involved if it's only when it's between two different players. I think it's 10 games. I don't think it'll end up being a big deal. I think if those two can, well, those two are going to have to get in a room and work it out. However, they got to work it out. And I think they'll do that. I, I think if anything, these two will be best friends 
celebrating an NBA championship possibly again. I don't think it's going to be anything. I really don't. I, I, I think it'll be a possible suspension of maybe more than 10 games, but I, I would give him 10 games. I would... I wouldn't be shocked if it ended up being like 15 to 20. Even though he's a repeat offender. This isn't like out of the blue. Like, oh, I have no idea. He's a a former all-star on the defending championship team. And you think that the, the league and the Warriors are just going to let it slide. That he just went up and just punched a teammate in the face. And, you know, it's not like he's a young guy. Like, ah, well, you know, he doesn't know any better. He's on the, you know, the, the back end of his prime. He, he, he's, he's the one that, that knows better. Right. And has been in these situations. He's got to be in playoff games where, where guys are trying to get under his skin. And this is what, what gets to him. I'm I'm not, I'm not, I'm not justifying it. I'm just, I'm just saying guys get emotional. They're very competitive. He's, he's a great example of an emotional competitive guy that wants to win and is going to do anything possible to win. He's also a known trash talker. You mentioned his podcast of which all he does is talk on it, right? That's what he he's, he wants the attention of talking, and he wants the attention of making that enhance his defense because he's losing some abilities. And I think that maybe something that some internal thing that I, I'm this, this is way too hypothetical to assume this. I don't know this kind of stuff, but I'm assuming that possibly there's a threat of him maybe losing a little bit of his talent and Pool ascending a little bit with some of his. And that's fair. That's fair for Pool to stand up to do that. But to think that everyone's just going to bow down to you because you're getting a little bit better. Even someone like Draymond is in a teammate is, is is a whole other thing. But you know what? This kind of stuff, I'm telling you, it happens on teams. It happens on teams. They're gonna be fine. They're gonna work. I through don't. It. You, I, you keep saying this like this happens all the time, and we we definitely hear about Steve Kerr got punched by Michael Jordan, and it's almost like wow, Michael Jordan even better than I thought. He punches his teammates because he wants to win so bad. There, how is it possible that in the recent history, with all the social media and everything, that that doesn't come out? almost every player has a podcast or is like friendly with someone and that would go on a podcast. How does that not come out of, Hey, yeah. You know why I don't like that guy? Because five years ago when we were on the same team, he, he picked a fight with me in practice and punched me in the face and, or even uh, an injury. You have to release like, Hey, this guy's not playing tonight. Well, how come? Because there was a scuffle in practice. I don't think it happens nearly as much as you you, you keep saying that. It's like, oh. Oh, nah, this is no big deal. All right. Okay. You know what? Maybe, maybe they're, I don't think the disagreements of the maybe not as physical altercations between players and maybe the, the dislike for them is any different than the dislike that Draymond and Poole now have for one another, even with the punch. There, there's guys that have hated each other on teams that have had to play together. These two do not hate each other as much as some guys in the NBA have hated one another. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And I think that's really what I'm saying is that there, there have been guys, like I said, that truly do not like each other. I think the Miritich, Bobby no, Portis would, is a good example, but... I don't, think these, I, think I, don't think are, I don't think these are the guys. I think they're going to work this out. I think this needed to happen, if anything. And it either really puts this whole team together or it puts everybody on edge and it's completely completely uncomfortable until they either pay one of the guys or trade one of the guys. And that's a real I situation think, now, too, where both these guys are going to be up for contracts. And Draymond is really not in a favorable light, especially since this leaks. And now his value, if there was even value, is hurting. This is hurting his value. So I don't know what Golden State is certainly not in support of the video leaking because whatever trade value they might have gotten out of veteran leader, competitive Draymond Green is now gone because you can't just add this guy right now. Now he's damaged goods and teammate goods, too. Like that's not something that goes away. It, it, you're taking a chance by trading for someone like that. And your hope is that he's good for the locker room. And now it seems like that is the complete opposite. So I, I agree that part is a little alarming. 
But I think I don't think they're going to trade him because I don't think he has value for any other team but this team. I think that if the Warriors don't suspend him for at least 15 games, the NBA has got to come in and make sure it's at least 15. Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not saying that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, but that's not that's not how I'm seeing it. And you know, maybe maybe I don't know the the whole picture here. You know, we, there's just so many details we don't know about all this. I, I don't think the, I, I don't I, think the physical I, education. I got all the details. You punched the teammate in the face, and the teammate wasn't expecting it, and right. you, you can't do that. Look, no I'm, matter how angry you are, no matter what he said, no matter why it got leaked, you, you got to take care of this. Like I agree with that. Everyone wants to do that. You, you've never been in, a, in an emotional situation where you weren't thinking and you knew this was the wrong thing to do, but it just happened to go the other way. People make mistakes all the time. That's exactly oh, how they yeah. happen. And you, get, and you get penalized for it, and you should be penalized for and it. He will be. I, the justification of the amount of the penalty is, 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 I don't think it's as significant. I mean, who's truly... Somebody was hurt in this, but I don't think they were hurt that much in this. There's far worse punishments. But I, I don't know. I could be completely wrong about this. I This is, this is very much of a... It should have stayed in the locker room. This is a locker room problem, and there wasn't a whole lot to address beyond that. I think the problem of it is it's, it's leaked out. It became everyone else's business now, and it, it really shouldn't be. And I think a lot of the fights in the past that you don't hear about is because they just happen in the locker room, and they happen frequently, and they bicker, and they go away. Because that's what that's what fights do. All right, If you're in a relationship, is you fight, you get over it. Right? It happens. Maybe you learn something from one another. I think that's part of this, though, is that it, with it not really being a... Uh, I, I guess, uh, guess Poole did, did shove him to start, but... I, no. I feel like when you think of a fight, you think there's a little more back and forth, not just like one hit and like it's Well, that's over. what I mean. I don't think we know the whole story. I don't know if that video is the whole thing. Like, you don't think there had to be more stuff that happened before that that has to have some relevance to it. And it might not even be just that practice. It might have been the day before, the week before, the summer before. It could, there could be a million things going on that we don't even know. I, I'm not. Do you think that it'll, 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 it'll come out? No, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna matter. It's not gonna change. The, the video came out. Everyone's gonna have to form an opinion based on that. I don't think there's any more details that are gonna change it. But I do think there are more details that may justify it. I don't know. It's fine. It's gonna be suspended. They're still gonna be a really good team. I don't think it's gonna change their season at all. I'm not. I, like, are you suddenly saying they're gonna lose like ten more games this year because of this? No. Because if no. anything, I think they're gonna find out that Wiseman is ready to go, and that maybe this is the end of the Draymond era. I don't see that happening either, but I possibly no. I, I don't see I don't see any of this as a as a like oh this is gonna gonna sink, sink the Warriors or anything like that. Uh, I think they'll yeah they they just got such a such a foundation that they'll they'll be able to figure that part out. I just think that Draymond has just continuously done crappy things on the basketball court, and that you, it's not like this is his first time. So I, I think that it shouldn't just be a. Uh, Hey, you know, this, this is no big deal. This was one hothead situation. He's consistently a hothead. And it's kind of his whole whole brand. And you, sooner or later, you got to pay for it. It's not basketball. Hey, look, I agree with that. I agree that the history, that's going to come in relation to the suspension of he has a record of, of some sort and a justified physical record of disobeying rules that every other player seems to not have a hard time complying with. All, all the, the kick in the nuts stuff, what, the, the hard fouls, the flagrants. Uh, they, Dave Chappelle uh, quotes. He, he's he's a habitual line stepper. You know that's that's it's a very it's a very good way to put it. So possibly that uh, that leads to an additional punishment. But uh, I, I said the way I feel. All all I know is that uh, this isn't nearly 
the video didn't make me nearly as uncomfortable as watching a grown man, an umpire, touch another man's ears, checking for <laughs> who knows what in the Padre games. The guy's kicking everyone's ass in Musgrove here, and they have nothing else to do beyond saying the guy must be cheating. And I understand that they've had problems with the past and that these sort of situations should almost be celebrated where they're saying, hey, we put this rule in there where we're allowing other teams to question successful pitching and that they're potentially cheating and that we're trying to get rid of the cheating and this is what happens. This should be applauded. This is like the ultimate trash talk of you dominating so much that they think you're cheating and they have to pause the game and come check your hat and your your sweat and your ears. And the, the, the altercation watching somebody physically get all up in his sweaty ear is just haunting. It's just haunting to me. There's so many things I don't like about baseball at this point. But uh, I thought that was cool. It was a lot more cool than watching someone get punched in the face. But still made me really uncomfortable. And I don't wait. I really hope it doesn't happen again. Uh, anything you want to get out there for the people? I get about 30 seconds. Oh, man. I feel like I did have something, but now, now, now I can't remember. Now I got all, all my juices flowing, coming right from the gym. It's definitely a different way to do a podcast. Uh, I thought, thought it was good. Uh, I guess uh, just, you know, as, as always, go Pats. Uh, actually, hold on here. I'm going to rewind it. Uh, give us a quick, quick, quick update on the college football schedule coming up this weekend. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is real quick, but just a, a heads up for everybody. For, like, the first time in, like, nearly 30 years, there are three games between uh, five and zero oh or better teams. Uh, at noon, you have Penn State at Michigan. Um, let me find the other two. Then at three thirty, you have Alabama at Tennessee. Alabama almost got upset this week, uh, and then kind of unfortunately, but uh, also at three thirty, uh, Oklahoma State at TCU. And all of those teams are five and zero, oh, except for Michigan and Alabama, which are, are six and zero. Oh. So some some undefeated teams going against each other. All right, well, tune in this weekend. I'm sure we'll get into it all next week. And thank you as always for listening. Uh, I I don't know what to hope for this week. I just just the Patriots won this week. Let's take it one week at a time. Uh, we'll be back. Little column A, little column B.